members of the OG army get those wallets unfolded. Coming up next on the other ground live stage, prepare for an eargasm by Passive J and Big Dalton. Well, good afternoon and welcome to yet another edition of the other ground live. I'm Passive J. That's Big Dalton over there. Say hello, Ryan. Ladies and gentlemen, it is July the 27th. It is a Monday, which means I need a nap, and Jay has not worked all day. What the fuck's up with that? <laughs> I see the OG armies forming up in the chat box. Always good to see you guys here. Uh, I guess it's a redundant question, but how'd your day go, Ryan? It was, it was Monday. I would have rather just stayed in bed. So that All wasn't right. a thing. How about you? Are you are you on the juice yet? <laughs> no, not yet. Oh, we actually have a caller. Let's go ahead and give this a shot. We're gonna roll the dice. It says it's Camicon or com rather. Well, good afternoon, sir. What can we do for you today? Can you hear me, brother? I certainly can. What's happening? Oh hello, sir. Is this the actual Camicon of it, OG Legend? It is. Oh wow. Well, how you doing, sir? Not bad, man. Just sitting playing a uh no limit hold'em tournaments on Bet Online. Oh, oh nice, nice. Is that was that Texas Hold'em? It is. It I is. play that. I used to play that a little bit back in the day, uh, not competitively. You just going over a friend's house and fucking around. Uh, you know, yeah. I think we used. I think we used like a quarter or one. <laughs> really, really a little bet. So it wasn't really a big deal. If you walked out at over fifty or sixty bucks, uh, you you were uh, doing pretty good. Yeah, there's not much sports to bet on now, so you have to figure out other ways to do it. You know. Right on, right on. Hey, sports are coming back. Even True. MLB might be leaving again with oh. uh, half of the Marlins having COVID. Oh, shit. I think, really? Yeah, I think they've already shut down two games. The wow. Marlins game and then it, the, the... Yeah, so they shut down the Marlins. Uh, I th- were the Marlins playing the Phillies? Either way, they shut down the game today and tomorrow for them. Yeah. And then the... Uh, the Nationals were crying about, you know, not wanting to go into the same locker room that the uh, Phillies were in and, you know, so on and so on. Jeez. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a good situation. Uh, I don't give a shit about baseball one way or another, but I know a lot of people really enjoy it. So it, it would really suck if they were ha- if they had to shut it down again. Yeah. You know, I, I don't necessarily watch it. I just bet on it. So I'm a Dodger oh. fan. Ben, ben grew up in Southern California, so... You know, I have to be a Dodger fan pretty much, and uh, but uh, you know, I, I bet it every year. So, so are you? So you're you're a major sports better then, huh? I am. I, you know, I've been doing it for, geez, man, since I was a little kid. My pops used to take me to the track when uh, you know I was seven and eight, and I'd get to hold the tickets. So, in in you know, seven year old degenerate, um, you know, betting the ponies, and it's just continued for my entire life to where. You know, it's just a daily occurrence now, but I never, I never really lose more than I can afford to lose. So, so you're not quite degenerate. Right, yet. that's the best way to work it. If you if you saw the <laughs> amount of bets that I made during college football season, I, I think you'd call me a degenerate easily. You know, thirty or forty bets just on college, just on college football on the weekend. So, on a, on a Saturday, and it used to, you know, before my affliction. It used to be 30, 40 bets, you know, 18 Coors Lights and just, a, you know, the wife used to drop me off at the bar at nine o'clock in the morning, then come pick me up at five o'clock at night. Oh, and, wow. uh, you know, it was, it was, I loved it. It was, it was glorious. Nice. Yeah. I was never really in, in the betting all that much myself. Uh, shit. It's that, but the people at my work are huge betters. I swear those people will bet on fucking anything. There's like different lottery pools for different shit. Uh, we, the only thing I get involved in is fantasy football, which isn't really uh, uh, sports betting, but we put money into it every year. Uh, so that's sure. the closest I come. Sure. So well, uh, Jay, what, what questions for... do you have for me? Oh, well, excellent. Let's, All right. Let's well, get to that. But quickly, right. Jay, uh-huh. of course, everyone is betting where you work. You work for the Jewish mob. All mobs <laughs> run numbers. <laughs> well, oh, that is very true. Now, normally I like doing the interviewers, uh, interview things and have questions and stuff. But honestly, politics is not really my thing all that much. I think Ryan might be a better person to ask the questions today. Ryan, you got any yeah. questions offhand? What the hell are you doing on such a liberal platform as Podbean? Oh. Just the OG live. <laughs> I never even heard of it before the OG live. So right. that's that's the extent of it. 
Yeah, I have no right, idea right. what else is on Podbean. That's <laughs> not my thing, but I, I figured I'd go there. You, usually, I so mean, you my, are, so my, my, you know, I, I follow about 100 people on Twitter, and that's why I don't even watch uh, news on TV anymore. Fox is just, they've been off the rails for a couple of years now. I follow about 100 people on Twitter, you know, with the feeds that I like, and that's about it, man. I mean, uh, Drudge Report used to be a great, you know, used to be a great site, but he sold out or a couple of years ago to get his dad some cash or something, and and that's you know unfollowable for for me at least right now. Right. Okay. Well, we just had Sly Dog call in. How you doing, Sly? Oh, hi. Well, he, at, he called in. He might I'm not be able to gym. speak. Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah. So we can hear you, Sly. Okay. I'm gonna hang out because it's, it's really loud in here. I'm at the gym, but. Uh, Tamacon, give, can, can he give us a whole update about his health and what actually happened and what's transpired? Uh, of course, uh, of course, man. Good, good to talk to you finally, brother. All right, yeah, well, and he's gone. <laughs> okay, go ahead, right. with, go ahead with your. No, your so uh, you want me to start from the beginning? How you know? So um, had uh, just out of nowhere. I mean, I, I I was guess what you know what everybody would call husky fat walking around about 5'11", 260, right? But I could you know, worked out four or five times a week. My problem was like, you know, drink 20 beers in a sitting and, you know, get up and walk away. Um, but hit the gym four or five times a week and just out of nowhere, June of last year, or actually May of last year, had passed quite a bit of blood, not just a little bit, but quite a bit. And mm. went, to, went to the emergency room and um, the, they, they took a look and they did some scans and they ran my blood work and everything was fine. And I, you know, I'm like, Hey, you know, I better change my lifestyle, better stop drinking and, um, change my diet and, and didn't have it again. And I actually contemplated not going and having a colonoscopy because I'd had a, you know, cola guard a few years before that mm-hmm. and it all, and it, everything came back normal. So, um, decided to have the colonoscopy and I, I'll never forget coming out of the, coming out of the, uh, propofol, and the doctor is kind of droning on and my wife's in there with me and he's droning on saying you have a, you know, seven millimeter uh, growth in your ascending colon. You have a five centimeter in your transverse colon and he keeps rolling on. I go, and I'm still a little bit out of it. And I say, Hey, back up a minute. Is, did you say five centimeter or five millimeter? He said five centimeters. And instantly there, man, I, I knew it was, I knew it was cancer even without, before he gave me the sheet that said malignancy. So, um, decided you know and walking out of there i was like a friggin zombie they send you for blood work that sees if it gone to your liver and at the time it hadn't so um left there had the surgery about a month later it was staged at 3b and they took a ton of lymph nodes um and you know i I was going by statistics and statistics said that i had as good a chance with or without chemo of it coming back about 80% disease free. So I decided to change my lifestyle completely, go completely vegan, which I thought, which I friggin' hated. Um, and, uh, but I did it and everything was looking great. And then that was July. And then in November had passed some blood again. I'm like, no, no, not this again. Went to the emergency room, blood work came back fine. But when he came back in the room, I could tell, I could tell just by his look, it wasn't good. And he said, Hey dude, you know, I have some bad news. He goes, you have multiple growths in your liver. And uh, I I don't even remember. And the wife, this was like five o'clock in the morning and the wife didn't even come with me. So I had to go home and tell her. And uh, yeah, that, that wasn't, that wasn't pretty. And, uh, so got a chemo, got the port put in, got a liver biopsy just to make sure it was the same type as what was in my, was in my colon and started on chemo and actually chemo was pretty easy to, pretty easy to take, mm-hmm. uh, considering from what I've heard, if I, I'd have done it, you know, a thousand times over, if, if I had it to do again, I would have done it right away uh, right, just cause right. it was so easy. You know, you hear all these horror stories about chemo. So, yeah. so after about nine cycles of it, they did some scans and everything had shrunk about 40, 40%. And uh, he sent me to the liver specialist to see if they could do a resection. But mine, I have 35 tumors, and they're kind of spread out all over the liver. Oh, and, and he said, uh, he said, well, you can't, uh, but I'm going to send you over to 
our interventional radiologist, which does something called Y90 radioembolization, where they, there's that, I'm sure you've heard that procedure where they put radioactive seeds in the prostate. Yeah. Um, they do the same thing with the liver. They go through your femoral artery and they put radioactive seeds and that kills the tumors. So this is right after COVID started. So you couldn't even go to the doctor. So it was a, I met with the radio, uh, the interventional radiologist through Skype or, or through the other one. Right. And he said, Hey man, I have some good news for you. He said, you know, you still have the tumors, but it'd be worthless to do the Y90 embolization because the tumors all look dead um, oh. or, or inactive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I, you know, kind of cheered up. I was like taken back from it. I said, you really? He goes, yeah. He goes, but just so you know, you know, this, this does happen like this, but they can reactivate at any time. So that's pretty much it, man. And I'm just doing, uh, I'm doing chemo, uh, oral chemo, um, which is, which is capecitabine or Zolota. And I take that, you know, three pills in the morning, three pills in the evening. And that's really easy to take. The only thing that I posted today, joking around, the feet, the skin on your feet and hands flake off. It's called foot and hand syndrome. And, uh, you know, so, you know, flakes off. Looks like I, I need one of those little things you put your feet in, a little fish, you know, go to town on your feet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, know I need, I need one of those. But that's about it, man. I feel great. I, I don't, you know, I, I don't drink anymore. I if if you if i didn't know i was had these um i've never know i mean i just i go to the gym four or five times a week i just went to the gym this morning did the stair climber lifted some weights don't i don't like lifting heavy anymore because the the port in my chest but uh other than that man that's Mm. that's pretty much the story and just uh trying to you know trying to live it every day man nothing like almost dying to make you want to get in shape afterwards isn't it it, it does, man. And, you know, it's it's one of those, you know, the prospect of dying. It, and I was a mess for, for the two weeks following the liver diagnosis. I mean, complete mess. And I hit it from my wife, you know, screaming, crying in the shower, doing all that shit. Um, but then I got on some meds and, the, and who, you know, I was totally against any kind of mood elevator or anything like that before that. But it, it really, really helped. And I, you know, feel like I can accomplish anything. And it, it doesn't. I don't even think about it. I, you know, I, I think about it, but it doesn't, you're, you're not worrying. Oh my God, I'm going to make my wife a widow and all that stuff. You're not constantly worried about that. So that, that takes a lot out of it. Yeah. Strangely enough, when I had my cancer, I never once thought I was going to die. It never crossed my mind. You know, um, I don't know why, because <laughs> obviously it was a fairly serious thing. I think sure. part of it was, I think part of it was the fact that I, uh, the the date for me learning about it to the date them taking care of it was relatively short because kidney cancer you can't do radi uh, chemo or radiation or anything like that it doesn't respond to it your only right. option really is to yank that fucker out uh, and mine was like stage three as well and they hit, took out you know a whole bunch of lymph nodes and all that good shit and uh, but I think I found out May 11th or something like that and I had my surgery May 22nd uh, wow after, okay yeah so it was pretty quick they they were fairly serious about it. Um, and afterwards, I was too busy feeling like shit to think I was going to die. I, <laughs> I might have wanted to die once or twice, but I, <laughs> sure. I, but you know, I never. I, the, to me, the fact that I, I was in so much pain and so miserable me- meant that I was going to live, obviously. So, but yeah, but, I don't know. I guess it's a mindset. Yeah, and, and I felt the same way when I was initially diagnosed. I never really thought that it was it would kill me. I, that's why I didn't even do chemo. I'm like, hell, you know, I'll just change my lifestyle and everything would be great. And I'd had multiple scans. The The funny thing was I had multiple scans like right after my surgery because I was having a, quite a bit of pain. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we said, all right, we'll send you for it. And everything came back normal. And then, boom, you know, four months later, three and a half months later, you, you know, pop up. And it's just one of those things, man. And, and the difference is, you know, when it's localized, you don't think it passed away. But when it gets in the liver or the lungs or the brain, then you start right. thinking, shit, man, it's, you know, it's, it's game, game on. Yeah. You know, I think that might've been one of the reasons why I wasn't scared I was going to die. Cause kidney cancer is like the, the best type of cancer to get. 
because sure. you because you have two you can totally get rid of one and live <laughs> off the other one no problem at all uh, that's right so, you know, i never they said you're have a, you'll have a completely normal lifestyle you really only need half of one actually so uh so i was i was never worried about uh, my lifestyle being changed or anything i just knew it was gonna be a sucky time having surgery and then after that it would suck for a while and i knew it'd be back to normal eventually and i pretty much am i'm still way underweight and all that good shit but uh well, sure. i you're feel also great used to only having one of things like you have one functional <laughs> eye you have one peck having one yeah. kid like that's just normalizing it for you i know it's kind of it's good well at, at other than it's too bad that the peck thing isn't on the left side because i'm blind in my left eye and they took out my left kidney but unfortunately it's my right right peck that's missing so uh now i feel off balanced <laughs> uh, or does it does anyone have any political questions for uh Camicom? obviously that's what he's best known for on the og well i think the main political question is are you going to join us for the fight companion that we are doing on election night? So that's more of like election night companion. Sure. Right? Yeah. We're what, we're, are you just going to have a like this, or are you going to what? What's the format going to be? It'll be this. So we will just we will go live at six p.m. and we are not stopping until the race is called. So everybody will be drinking all night. Obviously, you won't. Right. They probably right. won't. So by everyone, we probably mean me. <laughs> No, but, uh, yeah, absolutely. It be an interesting night. Absolutely. Well, we're we're having some of my wife's friends over, and uh, I, you know, I've posted what my front my living room looks like. So I have, I have three TVs. I have a fifty five flanked by two forty two inch, so we can put them on all. We can put the main one on Fox and the two other ones on CNN and MSNBC, and it'll only be tears of joy or you know tears of of happy or uh you know sadness and anger on on those <laughs> and you know who, who knows man who knows what's going to happen part of me you know thinks trump's trump's going to walk away with it part of me thinks we're going to see fraud in the election cycle like we've never seen before okay and that answers the question of mine because as i mentioned i don't do politics i've never clicked on any of your threads i assumed you were conservative from the thread titles but you never know some people use sarcasm sure. in their thread titles sure J just a tad so <laughs> just a tad, <laughs> just a tad. <laughs> so when you say like uh, like uh, voter fraud and things like that, what do you mean? Uh, you got to remember, I'm I'm a polit political idiot. So how would sure. you account for um, things like that? For the the mail in ballots are the big thing. The mail in, uh, you know, it, it looks like it's going to happen mostly in the states that pretty much are already lost, other than some you know Congress you know uh, congressional races. But for the most part, if you know, it, it, it's too it's too hard, and people say, "Oh, there's no fraud." There's you know, but there's many instances of fraud that have been posted on the OG or just in regular regular news of of uh, you know mail-in ba ballots being changed, or I forget what it's called when they they go and they round up all the ballots, they send people up and actually round up the ballots from the people. Um, I forget what I said. Ryan, what do you know what that's called off the top of your head? They did uh, it in California. Ballot harvesting. Ballot ballot harvesting. And uh, that's just my thought, man. I mean, it, it just seems like, you know, everything is the, – the amount of stamina Trump has to put up with all the shit that's going on it just is incredible. You know, makes it's incredulous. It's, you know, he has the media against him. He has the left against him. He has the republic – most of the Republican uh, establishment against him. Um, and to fight that because they'd all be happy if he lost. So – to fight through that and then to fight through the whole, and, and he's even got John Roberts against John Roberts hates his guts in the Supreme court. So, you know, we've seen multiple five to four rulings come down. Um, you know, that you wouldn't think Roberts would vote on, but he's probably doing it cause he hates Trump in my opinion. Um, but, uh, I just think that depending on the extent of the ballot harvesting, uh, and the, and the, you know, the mail-in ballots, it'll, I think we're, it, it's going to be interesting. I, I, you know, part of me thinks it's just too big a hill for him to overcome this time with everybody against him. But then part of me thinks there's a ton of people out there like me who, if somebody called to, to say, Hey, um, you know, do a poll because you, you see all those the polls, and I'd be I tell him to you know piss off. I, I wouldn't answer a pollster if he called. So, right. I think I think there are a ton of ton of people like that, and I just think oh, I that. Yep. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, the the un, the the silent majority or, or whatever, you know, you, whatever you want to call them. I just think that uh, the, they're there and they're they're going to vote for them. They 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 see what's going on in Portland, um, you know, in in Chicago and just all over the place, and it's anarchy, man. I mean, <laughs> if the Democrats were smart, they'd snip snip that shit out and just kind of go status quo. Because let's be honest, people really aren't voting for Biden. They're voting because they're anti-Trump. Because, um, I mean, to look at Biden, he's, he's one step away from eating baby food. I mean, he, he's, <laughs> I mean, he really, I mean, even the, the most objective or, or the biggest Trump hater in the world who's going to vote for against him can't look at Biden and say, hey, he's a, he's a great candidate. So uh, I could be wrong. Ryan, you know, what's your opinion on that? So a few things as far as voter fraud, I, I, I just don't think it's a thing. I've not seen enough data that shows that it is appreciable in any way. We already have three or four states that, that are full mail-in, it's at least in the, in the fact that they mail ballots to everyone that's registered to vote. They've done that for several cycles, and you haven't seen any sort of you know, large-scale issues there. As far as the race itself, I, I don't see really a, a path for Trump to win. And the only reason I say that is we're almost having a replay of what we had in 2016, that you have one candidate that people actively don't want to win. Um, you had a little bit of that, obviously, on both sides of 2016. But Hillary, like, people flat out hated her. And you could see that in the data where... If you compare prior election cycles, Trump actually performed worse than other Republican candidates. It was more so that the Democrats didn't show up and they also didn't court the independent vote because Hillary is a piece of shit. Sure, sure. Um, you know, the, the thing, it, it is similar to 2016, but Trump's numbers are actually better now than they were in two, 2016. His poll numbers are higher. And, and by poll numbers, I don't even, you know, I go by Rasmussen because they're pretty tight. I know people call him a conservative poll, but he's gone down to 42% on Rasmussen. I think he's at 47 today. He was up at 49 last week. But most of the polls that you see that are, you know, and, and don't get me wrong, I, I I do, in my heart, in my gut, think Trump's going to win. In fact, I'm going to bet him, and I'm going to bet every state, you know, like Pennsylvania that, that, at predicted.org, where you can bet state by state. Um, I, I think those polls that everybody's going by are the same exact polls that they used in 2016. And, and they're, you know, the, the, the percentage of Republicans that they pull in those polls are 24%, 25%, 23%. To where they're actually, you know, that's nine points less than they actually should be. Um, you know, because it, it's usually 33% Republican, 35% Democrat, and the balance is, is uh, you know, uh, independent. Um, but it's just, you, you see you see all the shit that they fling at you, the news media, the Republican establishment, the, the leftists and everything, and you... And you, you, you get hit with that and you're thinking, God, Trump doesn't, you know, Trump's going to lose. But then once again, my guts and my brain and my, uh, you know, analytical part of me when I study everything says, you know, I still think he's going to win. I, I, I still do. And, and you know, I, and it's just it's just how I look at it, man. It, and, and back to ballot harvesting. The. Back in the la in 2018, California, I mean, there were what five congressional races that ended with the Republicans. That now, never in a million years would any kind of story about you know fraud and ballot harvesting come out of California. With the number one, the the you know the the political side of it would never come out and say it. Number two, the media would never report on it. But there were five congressional races that the Republicans had leads going in on an election night. And due to ballot harvesting and mail-in ballots, they lost all five seats. Those are just five, five. And I think there were a couple seats like that in Utah, too. And it's just, it's stuff like that. While Trump, I think, is going to win, um, I... I I just think the, the, the states that have it are the, the Republicans and the con congressional races and things like that are going to suffer. Hmm. That, that's now, my opinion. 
Now, I don't do politics, and I've mentioned that multiple times, to the point where I'm not even going to tell you guys who I vote for. That's not anybody's business but my own. I will say, though, uh, the difference between what I get from people in public and in the media is pretty extreme. Uh, obviously, the media is anti-Trump, anti-Trump. You know, I, you, you'll be hard-pressed to find uh, media that's good for Trump anywhere. But sure. I, but I have to say, almost... I'd say at least 75% of the people that I talk to or, or, or associate with on a regular basis are Trump people. Uh, that's, that skews, that skews a little bit more toward uh, liberal. When you talk about people that I know on social media, like Facebook and Twitter and all, and you know, and sites like that. But for the people that I talk to every day on a regular basis, most of them either support Trump or don't talk about politics. See what, once again, same thing, man. I, you know, I, I, I've posted my, my Trump mask that I wear in, in the places that now per, I live in Spokane. So pretty much every, every place makes you wear a face mask except the gym. And, um, I've never, I, I've had a dozen and I'm not, you know, I'm five eleven, two thirty, and with broad shoulders, but I mean, I'm not like a, you know, the monster looking dude who you wouldn't say a word to cause you're afraid you get your ass kicked. Um, but Everywhere I go, people say, hey, great mask, great mask. I've never had one person come up to me, and this is, that's in the store or that's in the gym or uh, when they required mask before or um, in the doctor's office or even I went to the uh, – I take CBD oil, uh, and I was in the, the local place called the Canna House. And, you know, you think, you know, people in there, they're probably leftist hippies or whatever. Who knows, you know, but – Um, but, uh, so I, I feel a tap on my shoulder and I turn around and it's, you know, mid twenties chick. And she, she points the mask and she goes, I love your mask. And I, you know, I'm thinking she's, you know, I turn around, I see her, I'm thinking, oh boy, here it comes. Right. And completely, like you said, man, I've had nothing but good, you know, they have a ridiculous rule to where you have to wear your mask into, into the restaurant. But once you're in the restaurant, you can take it off. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the hostess, oh, I love your mask and stuff like people you wouldn't necessarily, and it's Spokane, which, you know, gleams conservative, but you wouldn't think that they, you know, that they would do that. I mean, it's just, well, that, that's why my gut tells me that, that Trump's going to win it, man. I, I just think there's a ton of people that don't want to say they support Trump because they're afraid what other people will say or the media will say, or, you know, you have people losing their jobs because they say they support Trump and stuff like that. So, um, you know, it's just, it's just one of those things that it's, uh, it's, it's there. That's that's actually true. I'm not sure if you listened to the show the other day when we talked about a teacher, teacher local to me that posted on Twitter or something about, uh, Trump's your president. You better, you probably just accept the fact or I'm I'm paraphrasing and he got fired for that. He didn't swear. Yeah, I was going to say, I I didn't on the OG, on the OG live, but I saw that story. Um, So he was local to you? Yeah, well, like semi-local, you know, within 10 or 20 miles or some shit like that. Um, Yeah, and basically all he posted was something about, I'm tired of being quiet about it. Uh, uh, President Trump is your president. Just deal with it. And he got fired for that. I still, for life for me, can't understand how they can do that. Of course. I mean, it's just, yeah, I, I don't either, man. It's a... It's just, uh, you know, uh, you know, my wife and I have talked cause she works, she has a really good job and it's a professional job and, you know, <laughs> she, and she always wants me to kind of watch what I post just in mm-hmm. case. I mean, because I, I forget who it was that, um, got fired because their spouse posted some stuff. I, I forget oh, who yeah. it was. Yeah. That was a, like a celebrity thing. Wasn't it? Like, I, I think it, some that lady, Canadian so, thing. What? <laughs> who was it like then? That- Oh, it was a, my, my wife showing it was because she's working at home. Um, it was a soccer player. He got mm. uh, his wife uh, posted some uh, pro Trump or anti something uh, and he got kicked off soccer team. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, we're talking like MLS or something like that. Oh, it's something about racism or something like that, but it wasn't. Oh, racist. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that's it's just ridiculous. He he's he said. Trump's your president. You should just deal with it. Not Trump's your president. You should de- just deal with it. Here's a picture of my dick. I mean, then I right, can understand. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly right. I don't know. It's it's, it's crazy. I don't know, Ryan. Uh, what else? You got any other questions for Camicon here? Uh, I don't necessarily think so. We will definitely see how it plays out. 
on the fight companion for the election in which Camacom and I have, I believe, a $50 bet. Uh, y- yeah. Right. Yeah. F- 50. That's fine. I, I think it was 50. I, I can't remember. I bet, bet so many times. I, I know I have a 10 to one bet with, uh, the pundits ghost, uh, a hundred against a thousand on, uh, my hundred against his, or my thousand against his hundred that he said that, uh, um, Oh God, South Carolina Senator Lindsey, Lindsey Graham. He says he's not, he says he's going to get beat. So I'm, I've already counted that money in my, uh, in my coffers. So. Wow! Oh, you you already won that bet, or no? Or? I'm, I'm I figure I'm going to win it. It's almost. Oh easy. wow! That's we're, we're going to has been in Congress how long? Like he's not going to lose in his no. district, or well, in his state. No, and and uh, Night Nightcrawler is going to escrow the bet for for us through through uh, through Venmo. So um, that'll that that'll be sweet sweet suffering on uh, the pundit's ghost. Wow, that's a pretty confident bet, sir. That's yeah, man. It's a thousand dollars is not jump change. After the election, Nightcrawler is going on vacation and <laughs> accidentally lost his account. That's right. Maybe we picked the wrong time to do it when the whole COVID <laughs> thing's going down. <laughs> but yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's exactly right. Well, goddamn. Well, we also talk about other things besides politics here, sir. You're more than welcome to stick around while we go over some subjects, if you like. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I got knocked out of the tournament. I'm uh, good to go. All right. So, Ryan, what do you got for tonight? Well, I think this is kind of topical. Um, obviously, if Kamikam is a real man, and I'm assuming he is, he's not going to Planet Fitness anyway. But they are now mandating masks countrywide. Jeez. Oh. Now, do you think they're going to try to enforce it? Because there's several other companies that have said that they are going to mandate uh, masks the you know countrywide, and then basically didn't do it. Like Walmart being the biggest example. Well, so I think the thing with Planet Fitness is I think they're probably just trying to scare more fatties away. Like their entire <laughs> business model is open a location, get fat fucks to join, and then never cancel their subscription while never actually working out. Because it's not relative. Because it's relatively cheap. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't even like 10, 20 bucks a month or something. But uh, yeah, fat people join and then never go. We, we have a plan of fitness here in Spokane, and I don't, I don't even think they open back up yet. Our, but the gym I go to, they were shut down for, I don't know, two months. So I went out and bought a, you know, spin bike for home. But they finally opened back up in July, and they can only be a 30% capacity. Uh, and you, you go and it's just, a, it's the same people you see before that, you know, you never see any new people working out, but it's always the same people. And then that idiot in Olympia, Inslee, he just passed something that said that you could, he, he pretty much going back to the way it used to be as far as uh, restrictions. He said that gyms can now only have five people at one time in the gym this is a pretty good pretty good sized gym you know probably three thousand square feet i'm not a, not a planet fitness size gym um but i you know and you can only have five feet one at a time so i went this morning and i asked a guy on the way out i said hey you know what are you guys going to do about that idiot in, in olympia and he said don't worry man we're, we're ignoring him we're you know we're just going to keep it the way it is because they can be at 30 40 percent capacity or something like that i mean it, i it, it's shit like that just drives me nuts. It, 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 my buddy and I went to play frisbee golf the other day, and there's a little nine horse, nine hole course right around the corner, and we start playing. He has an app that shows the holes, and we he's like, I, I where are the holes? I can't, you know, because we only see a few few nets hanging, and uh, we couldn't find hole one, and we grabbed some some uh uh college age kids that were playing and we were like hey guys where's the whole one he says well they they took them took half of them away for social distancing <laughs> you know yeah, we're an out hole How does an that out, work? i don't know to do. and I'm like, we're like what and that's i mean that's that's the same people that say all right well we're going to take half the nets away from a nine hole outside frisbee golf course and only five people can go to the gym i mean it Is just it- boggles the mind is it like miniature frisbee golf or something? Like, I mean, holy no, shit, dude, that makes zero sense. Zero sense, dude. We're like, we just look at each other and shook our head. And we're like, yeah, we'll just, you know, we'll just play the holes over and over again, I guess. I mean, it was just ridiculous. Yeah, that, that makes zero sense. I mean, I see uh, 
social distancing trying to be worked the correct way. Like I went to a doctor's appointment today to try to get on uh, uh, testosterone tr- uh, treatment uh, therapy. Uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But when I walked in, they had they had all of their chairs there, but half of them were turned around backwards with tape over them, so you couldn't sit on them. And I'm like, well, I go, that's great now, but I'm still like three feet from somebody else. Just, I mean, that's not exactly what you call proper social distancing. I, that, that, didn't, I didn't make much sense to me. I'm like, well, dude, that's not enough. Either do it or don't do it. Fucking, you know, just having an extra three feet between the chairs is not doing anything. If I can reach over and touch that person, I'm too close to them. And that's how it was in that uh, that waiting room. It made zero sense. And yeah, I, and I do go, go ahead. Go ahead, Cam. Okay. I was, I was going to say, uh, at least I, I do like you know going into Subway or going into the uh, the weed store or whatever that they do have the X's on the ground, you know, so, mm-hmm. so you don't have someone reeing if you get within four feet of them, you know, you can stand back to six and, you know, it's, it's nice having the, the little directions on the floor to where you're, you know, that yeah, you're not uh, going to reason. Yeah, and, and I don't like people close to me anyway. So I think they should leave that shit there once we're done with this pandemic shit. Anyways, <laughs> uh, my personal bubble is very wide. Yeah. See, I'm surprised they didn't do kind of like they're doing here for you, Jay, like a lot of the, you know, position offices and everything like that you actually just call in once you arrive and then they nope. either shoot you a text or they give you a call and you just you basically wait in your car until you're oh. you're ready to go in and be seen oh then that's what happened but they uh, but they still had their their lobby set up like that because they were apparently that was so that they didn't let in enough more people and they had chairs available uh well that so I, I guess i mean you are living in detroit like I, i'm assuming half the people don't have cars to be in anyway so <laughs> I've, as i've mentioned before i live in a fairly affluent area i'm not an affluent person i just got lucky in the housing market uh but, but uh, yeah that's that's not the case where i live uh most people have very nice cars sir uh, so how so did the, uh, the appointment go? Uh, well, I, it wasn't much of an appointment. I, I showed up. I told him what was going on. He filled out some lab paperwork, and he wants me to go get uh, two different lab tests. He's having he's testing several different things since I guess he's an actual doctor as opposed to just somebody that wants to give you steroids. Uh, so he's going to have me test uh, my testosterone twice. So I'm actually going to have to go there, uh, go to the lab on two different days because he said one you know isn't reliable. Uh, he's he's but and he's also going to have me test my thyroid and vitamin D once. So I'm going tomorrow, uh, and you have to be there before 8 a.m. He says otherwise the test isn't valid. I don't I don't know why, but yeah, you know, I guess that's uh, something that's going on. Uh, so I'll get up early, do my workout, and then head and go get the test done. Uh, and then next uh, Monday I'll go ahead and do it again because you know obviously I can't do this on a work day. Uh, and then I have another appointment with him August 24th where. Uh, he will, uh, you know, go over the results. Uh, he did say, however, to get a hold of him four days after the first test. He because he said if my testosterone tests normal uh, on the first test, there's no need to do a second test. But he said if it tests low, he'll want to do a second test to make sure. Does that make sense? Yeah. So yeah. a couple things. Uh, if you're going to work out, make sure you completely bust your balls. Mm-hmm. completely kill yourself on that workout because that should give you a nice little dip also try not to sleep too well tonight which you never do yeah, it's not a problem. and I'd also prescribe right before you go go ahead and watch the notebook a couple times so you can cry <laughs> like a woman and boost that estrogen <laughs> how often Wait. do you Jay how often do you get scanned or blood work for your for your uh, you know Oh, for, oh it, it was every six months up until last December. So for the first two years, it was basically, it was, uh, every six months, uh, after he said, after the one I had last time in December, that we're going to move it up to one year, which made me nice. happy right up, which made me happy right up till the point in your story where you said that you had stuff develop in like four months. Yeah. But that was, that was, that's like, uh, that almost never happens. That's, it might've even been sooner than that because I had a, I had a CT scan done, I think, in mid to late August. Right. So maybe, maybe three months. I mean, may, maybe and develop. Yeah, I mean, that worries me quite a bit because uh, honestly, the odds that they gave me when this shit first started off wasn't that awesome. Uh, for where how uh, for how advanced my cancer was, they gave me a 50-50 chance of living three years. Um, sure. And, and that was because not so much for kidney cancer. The kidney cancer wasn't what they thought would kill me. They said there's a, with the size of the tumor that they removed, it was like a three and a half by four inch tumor, uh, along with all the kidney, obviously, that there's a high chance that it will move to someplace else. And that's what sure. will kill you. You know, it's like sure. normally to move to like the liver, the pancreas, uh, sometimes the lungs. There's like all kinds of crazy places it can move out, move out to, as you well know. 
And but so far, it's I'm two years into my three year thing, and I'm still okay. So I assume my odds are way better than fifty fifty well, now. What, what's funny is uh, it's not funny. It's well, it's kind of funny. A- after you were diagnosed, and then when I was diagnosed before my liver diagnosis, and you would po- you would still be posting, and I'd gone completely vegan on my you know my vegan high horse. I think once you start vegan, it automatically puts you on a high horse or whatever. But uh, <laughs> it. it uh, and you're eating pizza, and I'm like, "What the fuck? Well, excuse me. What what is Jay? What is Jay eating pizza for, man? He's he's can't you know he's had cancer. He's in this and that. And I'm like, oh, I'll just keep eating my kale and my you know uh, barley shit. <laughs> and sure enough, you know, three months, you're fine. Two years later, and and you know, or however long it's been, and I, yeah. I you know, shit pops up in my liver three months later. So yeah, best laid plans of mice and men, you know. Well, you know, it, it pizza is the cure for cancer. Vegan makes you higher gives you a higher chance of cancer reoccurrence <laughs> it does now we know it's thing <laughs> i yeah. believe it does and it wasn't even good pizza it was like shitty little caesar's pizza you know that shit that you pick up on the way home you don't it's not even good enough to worth ordering it uh, and i eat that shit almost every day i can't eat any of that now now i have ibs and i can't used to be i could eat whatever the fuck i want now i can eat like seven things um shit, got a hold of my, shit. i got i got a hold of my doctor for that uh, today as well because i'm getting tired of the shit i thought i had it handled but the last couple of weeks have been shitty uh, and i'm eating exactly what i'm supposed to eat and you know doing everything right i dr- stopped drinking coffee the whole nine yards and i'm still having issues so i'm gonna get get a hold of him see if he maybe up the dosage of the medication he gives me for it or maybe there's something else going on that he needs to investigate more he thought he slammed on that he goes yeah it's ibs but you know shit maybe he missed the rim i don't know I, well, I'm starting just to have questions about both of your doctors now. We have Jay's <laughs> yeah. doctor coming out properly using freedom units and describing his tumors, and you have commie doctor over there <laughs> saying millimeters and centimeters and bo- like, what does that even mean? Yeah, shit, I still have like no clue pinch? how. Yeah, well, I, I to, still have no clue how big your tumors are. My mind doesn't work with centimeters. I, I had to ask him. This, you know, the the. Uh, I had to ask him how big when he said five centimeters. I had to ask how big is that, and he said it's it's two inches. Yeah. So yeah. And when they when they actually did the surgery, it, it was only actually two point eight inches or two point eight centimeters. So it was actually pretty damn small. It was about an inch inch tumor. Yeah, and I'll be honest, my doctor gave it to me in centimeters, but I converted that shit because sure. <laughs> I figured it'd be, be easier just to tell people, you know, yeah, it's about three and a half inches by four inches. Well, I told people by softball size, but actually, that's actually not that big. It's probably about as big as an orange or, uh, or something like that. That's, that sounds about right. If it's yeah, you know, and the thing about getting getting diagnosed, man, or and not necessarily the diagnosis, but if it's if it's if you're thinking of it as far as hey, this could kill me, it's. It takes the fear out of everything else. It, it take, you know, I used to be afraid of heights. I used to be afraid to speak in public. It's all gone. It, it's, it's all gone. You're like, you know what? Fuck it. You know, it's it's it, it doesn't it, nothing nothing much matters anymore. It, you know, you, you don't sweat sweat things that you normally would sweat. You think to myself, hell, I, you know, I can beat this and. Um, and nothing else matters. I mean, I, I don't know if it's the same with you, but you know, for me, that's the thought of, you know, flying in a plane doesn't bother me in the least now. Uh, No, I didn't really have that. I I think it's because, as I mentioned, I didn't think I was going to die. My wife thought I was going to die. When I went back to work for the first time and people saw me, they thought I was going to die. But I didn't. See, after my surgery, uh, before my surgery, I weighed uh, a little over 200. I was getting closed in on 205. Uh, The first time I dared weigh myself, and this is like two or three weeks after the surgery, I weighed 167. Uh, and I'm six seven, so uh, one one sixty seven is Jesus. not a good is not a good weight for me. Uh, sure, so, and I didn't I didn't weigh much more than that when I went back to work way too early. By the way, <laughs> I just had to go back to work. I couldn't. It was driving me nuts, knowing knowing you know, that I wasn't getting a paycheck and worrying about the bills and shit like that. So I went to work probably a month or two earlier than I should have. Uh, but everyone there thought was stunned to to, to see the the physical change in me that quickly. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I was, uh, when I was vegan, I was down to about two, two Oh five two ten. Mm. And for me, man, I mean, that was probably the thinnest I've been since 19. You know, I lost uh, 130 pounds when I was 19 or 18 and 19, um, from 300 to like one one eighty, And, uh, mm. and, but that was the skinniest I've been and just, just working out, you know, and, but I wasn't working out. I was just doing the vegan thing, but 
working out again, I've gained 20 pounds. And I really, you know, I'm, I'm the only thing I really bad thing I do is drink Diet Cokes, you know, but that's, uh, that's the one vice I have, but it seems to, seems to help. So I'm, I'm sticking with it. Right. And see, that's one of the reasons why I'm interested in getting the testosterone treatment. Cause I desperately want to gain weight. Part of it's vanity. I don't, I think I look like shit this thin, uh, but a lot of, some of it is health wise. Cause as I mentioned, I lost a shitload of weight when I got sick. Uh, right now I only weigh 185. I, so I've gained some of the weight back, but not nearly all, all of it. I, I'm scared to death that if I get sick or something major, I'll die because I don't have enough weight to get through it. it, it yeah, it's funny. Muscle mass is highly correlated to all cause like mortality. So there it, is that. It, absolutely. It's funny you say that because uh, uh, I went to a, a colon, colon cancer form and a lady who was super nice. Um, she took my number and we, we would talk back and forth and I would ask her, Hey, what does this mean? Or what does this mean? And she's all super cool. And, uh, and I asked her, what is the, the, the people that die from cancer, what do they die from? Do they die from the cancers overtaking their body or do, is it something else? And she says it's malnutrition and infection. That's what the majority of people die from. It's not the actual cancer getting too big, you know, like pushing out from the liver or blocking the bile ducts or whatever, like, you know, whatever, you know, it's, it's infection because you're the chemo you're on is taking your, your white blood cell count too low and some kicks in. Um, or it's just malnutrition from a uh, perfect story, man is, um, this is since, since my kid, uh, liver diagnosis, the, the, I'd, I'd had one tough week since then. And that was, uh, I met a guy in the infusion room who was a couple years older than me. He's 52. Never smoked, never drank. Uh, he was a track coach for one of the one of the high schools out here. Uh, was diagnosed with stomach cancer. So he, his name was Chris, and he had a um, partial, you know, partial part of his stomach taken out, and kind of the same boat. He was fine. You know, they got it. It was stage three. Three. Um, it was localized. Uh, he even started doing chemo. Three months later, it came back, and him and I we're starting to get actually pretty decent friends in the infusion room. We talk about sports, talk about, um, you know, college football and everything like that. And, and then he, but I could tell he just wasn't doing well, man. He kind of had that, that gray pallor going. Um, and you know, he, I, he didn't show up for a couple weeks and I kept asking the nurses, I'm like, Hey, you know, have you talked to Chris? Have you seen Chris? And they're like, no. Um, and, then finally, one of the one one of the nurses I'm tied to, she pulled me aside and she goes, "Hey, Chris passed away," and um, that that made it even more real, you know, because when you, you talk to somebody and it's it just made it more real for, for yeah. me at least, you know. Yeah, yeah, and you know, that, and that's got to suck because obviously, whenever someone you know that passes away, it's it's always a hard thing, and to have it so tied into what you had going on at the same time, it must have been hard to deal with. It was, it was, it, it definitely, cause, cause I've been relentlessly positive since, since I started taking the, the meds, um, and just working out and, you know, eating normal and just having, you know, living, living life. Um, but that kind of did, did a little kick, kind of screwed me up for three or four days and, you know, I, I met his mom and stuff like that. And, it, but it's, it's one of those things, man, it's life. And, you know, they had a nice, nice write up in the, in the local paper about him and he had, he had four kids i think and and two of them were in college and two of them were still in high school and oh, um just 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 brutal man i mean and and you think and, and you, you know you go you, you still even though you know you're sick and you know your chances you know aren't aren't great with what you have you know i i always i go to the infusion room i always put on a, a happy face all smiling always joking around but you go in the infusion room and they and the people they seem like they've already, they're already beaten, if that makes sense. Um, and uh, very few, and because most of them are old, so maybe they've resigned to the fact that they're not going to make it or, or what have you, but it's few and far between that you see somebody in there that actually you kind of get the vibe of, hey, this person, you know, this person's going to gonna beat it or whatever. They think they're going to beat it. Let me put it that right. way. Right. And it's just, me asking, uh, how old are you, sir? Just turned 50. Just turned okay, the big, yeah. big so five you're yeah, so you're yeah. too. You probably dealt with the same thing that I dealt with while going through all this. You're normally the youngest guy in the fucking room. Absolutely, absolutely right, man. Uh, everybody, uh, 
I saw there's a few people that have come in that are younger, uh, my age. Um, and then one dude, <laughs> this is one of my favorites. One dude came in and he had a staff, like a huge cane with a cross on top of it, but it was a staff, like a, you know, a shepherd would carry or something. And, uh, I'm like, that's a badass staff. And I, you know, and I I started talking about it and it goes back to the, you know, as I walk through the Valley, the shadow of death, I will feel no evil for they're out with me. They rot and I staff, they comfort me. So that was his, you know, comfort of taking that thing into the thing, you know, into the, uh, you know, I said, I love your staff brother. He goes, and, he goes, I love your mask. So, you know, he's of course a Trump fan. So that made him even, even a cooler guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whatever it takes, whatever it takes to get you through it, man, it varies so much from person to person. Uh, I've known so many people that had different attitudes about it. Um, like one, I know this one girl, um, that, uh, who's actually had leukemia twice. Um, you know, she and she had had the entire transfusion thing, you know, and then ha- ended up getting it back and having it again. And she's still around, uh, but she's not she's doing horribly. And a lot of it, I think, is her attitude. She's very much, uh, you know, uh, feel sorry for me, you know, posts a lot about it on Facebook about her different issues and stuff and then complains about like how none of her friends support her anymore. And the sad matter is people will support you up to a point and then yeah. they're not going to, then they're going to, then they're get tired of hearing about that shit. And she's basically driven away all of her friends by complaining about it too much. And I feel bad saying that because I know that she's in horrible shape and she's in a lot of pain and she's going through all these different problems, but you can't just push that on your friends over and over again. You're going to lose them that way. Absolutely dude. And you know, and, and it, I don't know. And maybe it shouldn't, maybe I, you know, but when people say, Oh, you know, my cancer is a journey. It's not a fucking journey. It's it's a fight to the death, man. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it, you know, I it, and I shouldn't be judgmental on them for saying that shit because everybody's in their own little in their own little world when they have it. But mm-hmm. I, I hear somebody say that, and I'm like, God, they got it all wrong, man. You gotta you gotta fight it every step of the way till you know it's either gone or it gets you. I mean, that's just just the way it is. See, and and I respect your attitude on that because I didn't have to go through all that. I was sure. I was just done. You know, they're like, okay, you have cancer. Okay, you don't have cancer anymore, and that was it. You know, basically, my my journey was a couple of weeks. Uh, the rest sure. of it was all recovery sure. from surgery. And people go through surgeries all the time. Mine mine was a suck ass surgery, and it took like a year and a half for me to recover. But it was at, at the heart of it, just a fucking surgery. People go through hard surgeries all the time. So I honestly, people say, oh, you're a cancer survival survivor and that doesn't feel right to me i that feels fake i don't go around telling people except for here on the show because it's something to talk about i don't go around saying <laughs> sure. I'm, a cancer, I'm a cancer survivor because i don't feel like one i i like saying i have stage four cancer just see the, the expressions on their face <laughs> 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 i don't know i don't know why because i don't look i don't look sick you know I, I i look completely healthy and uh but seeing their look there I, I we were uh i was at the uh, casino and we were playing at a table and it's like five people at the table, and uh, we just hit a big four four of a kind on a on one of those not uh, not the actual poker hold'em tournaments, but one of those garbage ultimate hold'em. You know, Texas, where they the the and uh, so he goes uh, he goes I'm gonna buy everybody a beer, and I'm like I can't drink, brother, no more drinking. He goes, Oh, did you have a rough night last night? I go, No, stage four cancer, and everybody at the table. You know, just they put their heads down and kind of like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh okay, that okay. was pretty I, funny. I, okay, I admit that I have done that once or twice because I, <laughs> because uh, I've, I've, I haven't had that happen, but I've had people make random comments to me. It's like, dude, eat a sandwich, brother, or something like that. I'm like, yeah, sandwiches don't cure, cure cancer, my friend. <laughs> That's right. And, and, and then of course I say something and everybody, you know, laughs or something, you know, and I j- joke about it, but uh, you know, but it's always always fun just seeing the, the reactions like that. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Well, Ryan, looks like we're getting close to the end of the show. You got any topics you want to cover before we get out of here? Um, let's see what else we might have. Well, we talked about this before, right? How, you know, Uncle Ben is has been canceled. Uh, well, the bad luck continues in the UK. They've actually had to recall a bunch of uh, Uncle Ben's uh, ready-to-heat rice. <laughs> oh, I eat that shit all the time. What's up with that? Oh, there's glass in it. <laughs> what? You shit me. Like the like the Uncle Ben's instant rice. Yeah, Mars Food in the United Kingdom is recalling Uncle Ben's brown basmati ready to heat rice pouches, as some packs may contain pieces of glass. 
Oh, that's <sighs> not good for you, I assume. I mean, is there nutritional value to glass? I don't think so. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, Dan, you can but... try eating some and uh, getting back to us. <laughs> I don't think that's a good idea, sir. Th- that, that'll that'll help. That'll help your irritable bowel. That'll help it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think I use instant bins. I think I think it's minute rice, and I use the, like I I eat the cup things, you know, not the pouches. So I think I'm fine. But man, that's a disturbing thing. You know, you never think about that. The food that you eat, in a lot of cases, go through like a lot of processing and a lot of different hands and things like that. All kinds of shit can get into your food. Yeah, some of these recall things are fucking crazy, though. Mm-hmm. Like glass in rice. There was something else, the the chicken nuggets or whatever, that had a bunch of plastic in them. Like, what the hell? Yeah, how does that happen? I mean, is someone having a Diet Coke in, in one of the traditional uh, glass bottles and they drop it into the rice by accident? I, I don't understand how glass can get into the product in the first place. It's, at what point in the process is glass going getting in there? I don't know. Is this like the food manufacturing way of going postal? <laughs> some crazy dude just throwing glass bottles in the random you, you, ne- you never know rice. man you never know what runs through people's mind with that stuff and that is true i mean you, you what was that crazy case a while ago uh god i think it was back in the 90s where some tylenol yeah it's yeah you beat me to it weren't they weren't they what were they doing to that shit again i, I barely remember he was it. putting cyanide in the in the he was putting cyanide in the tylenol bottles yeah that's it like with an injection like a needle or uh, yeah. something wasn't it yeah yeah why? Why would you do something like that? Uh, more recently, there's a guy that was uh, spraying some sort of chemical uh, compound a couple of years ago on local uh, grocery grocery stores around here, like in a spray bottle. You just walk up, spritz the food, you know, like the local produce, like the lettuce or tomatoes or whatever, and then walk out. And they tested it. and It was like bleach and a whole bunch of different chemicals, you know, all, all horrible shit that obviously you don't want to eat. Why would you do that? People are just fucking nutty. I mean, I can understand trying to hurt somebody that you hate and, you know, that you want to die. But why would you want to hurt random people? That's just crazy on the extreme level. Yeah, crazy people are uh, crazy. Yeah, I know it's kind of a redundant question, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I, I just can't I just can't imagine the mindset that would put somebody like that. Definitely deranged. Yeah, I, no clue what's well, going Ryan, on there. Um, yeah. I think we have one other topic we can quickly hit before we uh, we move on. And I think this one will be, right. you know, something something for Camicom here. There is a new collector's item out there that you could proudly display next to all your Trump coins. Oh. After oh. Anthony Fauci threw out the first pitch of the oh, baseball God. season, Tops created a trading card of him, and it was their highest seller ever. That that little poofster, he he irritates his shit on me, dude. <laughs> You're not gonna buy a tops now. I, I saw that. Fauci? I saw they actually had that ticker uh, on on ESPN when I was at the gym. The ticker uh, Fauci gets his own, um, you know, gets his own tops card. And I'm thinking, and this is two days after it shows him in the stands with no mask on. Now you know you know my thought on mask and you know all that stuff, but. Um, I mean, oh, the guy irritates me, dude. I don't, I don't know why. He just, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I saw that. But, picture I, but of him I won't, I won't, I won't be, I won't be buying it. Right. Yeah, I saw that there's, picture there's of him in the stands. There's only fifty-one thousand five hundred in existence. Ooh. Gotta have one. <laughs> oh. Um, now I'm kind of a mask person, just because I'm scared of getting the shit. Uh, and more, more, not so much scared of getting the shit as I'm really scared of passing it on to somebody. Uh, I work at a country club with a lot of old people, and I would never forgive myself if I got someone sick and it killed them. But uh, him in the stands was, from what I understand, baseball doesn't have spectators, so it was just him and the two people that he was with sitting there. Correct? That's right. That's right. Okay, well, in that case, it doesn't really matter if he has his mask on or not. I assume those are the people that he already associates with. Yeah, and I totally, I'm good with him not wearing a mask, but to go out and tell everybody else to wear a mask is kind of what, you know, ticks me off a little bit. Right, and, right. You know, you know, that's that's my thing. And as far as mask me and I always joke around when, you know, and, and my wife doesn't like when I do it, but I, I say, hey, maybe maybe the COVID will kill me quick. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that gallows humor. Uh, yeah, exactly. But, but you know, like I wear a mask ten to twelve hours a day, depending on my shift. And uh, freaking, like you'll see me take it off every once in a while, like when I get something to drink or like I pu- uh, pop a bite of food in my mouth or something like that. And obviously, when I'm eating, I take it off. Uh, but so someone could easily like 
uh, uh, snap a quick picture of me and make it look like I'm not wearing my mask when I should be when I really all I did was pull it down, drink some water and put it back up. So it might have been that type of uh, um, situation when they took a picture of him. So you know, they might Very have watched him for a while, saw him pull down his mask to take a drink, turn around, say something to somebody and then put it back on. And they took a picture of him right then. Uh, but I don't know. Uh, so I, well, all, I never like it was anywhere even near the worst thing he did that night. Like anybody that watched that first pitch, that was the second worst first pitch I've ever seen next to 50 cent. Oh, 50 cent couldn't throw a ball. Oh my God. Oh Jesus. It's terrible. You got to look it up, Jay. <laughs> I will definitely do that. All right. Well, it looks like we're, Oh, go ahead. Cammy. No, no. I was just going to say, it's been a pleasure talking to you guys and I uh, look forward to talking to you maybe again in the future. Well, I appreciate you calling in, sir. We, people have been requesting you for a long time now, so this is a notch in the other ground lives belt to get you on here. No, no problem. Anytime, guys. All right, thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right, t- take care. Uh, bye, bye. All right, thanks, have a guys. great day. All right, uh, looks like that's about a show for us. I want to thank the OG Army for showing up. I'm uh, glad to see the chat box is starting to come back, guys. Uh, I missed you. Uh, I want to thank uh, Big Dalton over there for doing the show for me with me. I couldn't do it without him. And of course, I want to thank Camicon for calling in. Uh, Ryan, you got anything? Yeah, so as always, got a couple of things here, uh, just kind of teasing things that are going to be coming throughout the week. At some point this week, we need to make our picks for the UFC card on Saturday. Um, I believe Mr. K. Barbs will be joining us. Uh, probably, I'm guessing, either tomorrow or Wednesday. We will put those some bitches in. And other than that, we oh, wait, wait. will again be doing. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Saturday wait a minute! Night. Shut the fuck up, Dalton! I got something to say. As always, <laughs> we have one more thing, and that's fuck all y'all. <laughs> you know what? We're, we're we're gonna call that. We're gonna let Ryan take a break on that one. You guys have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow at six. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can you hear me talking? Screw you, hippie! <laughs>